0: Your name and what you did, Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Cali, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF podcast where it's all business most of the time. Thank you for joining us today. We're a little bit earlier than. Because we have a military mom on the, the whole, the whole segment, to, able to join us um, a little bit earlier than normal, so let me turn off my sound. Um, Amy Schweiger, <laughs> former professional athlete, mom, and she is an entrepreneur and owner of Tiny Troop Soccer. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Marissa. I'm excited to be. I can hear you ah no oh, good, good yeah sorry about that, <laughs> that yeah. um, okay. go ahead thank you for joining us um yeah so today we're talking a little bit about the military spouse community but also um how you went from you know doing your own thing, carving your own path, but um, it was kind of uh, something that that you didn't expect. So, um, can you explain a little bit about how you, you know, your journey of working professionally in sports and then how you transitioned into like owning a business? Sure.
1: So, um, in grad school, I was able to intern Philadelphia 76ers, that's a professional basketball team. So I got to do a lot of admin and reading stuff there. So that was just awesome. Um, I was going to school for sport management. So it tied right into there, getting my master's in that. And so then um, I went on to, I, after grad school, I went back to my hometown in Illinois. Um, I worked as the program director at the Boys and Girls Club. And then I was working at the community college as an instructor. Um, That came a little bit later, but um, while I was working at the Boys and Girls Club, I was working a job fair and my table happened to be set next to the Marine Corps recruiting table. And lo and behold, there's my husband and his dress blues, of course, well, future husband, of course, and his dress blues. Um, And so that started um, a relationship there that um, at that point, we went on our first date and I said, well, just so you know, I'm moving down to Jacksonville, Florida. I've already met with the Jaguars. I'm going to have a job with them. Um, you know, the Jaguars NFL team. And he's like, okay, well, just so you know, I'm moving to California in a year because I'm getting stationed there. And we're like, okay, great. You know? And so, um, no real plans to alter that at all. And then, you know, throughout the year things started getting a little bit more serious and, um, you know, coming up on that time frame. Uh, people are asking, "Oh, so what's gonna go? You know, what are you gonna be doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I guess either I'll be breaking up with him and moving to Jacksonville, or I'll be married and moving to California." So um, clearly, I chose the married and California route, um, but I didn't realize what that marrying a serviceman, what that meant for my career. Um, prior to marrying him, I was very career oriented. My whole life, it was more of a um, you know, if I find a husband, he'll add to whatever I already have going on, not be my whole life and, you know, revolve around him. So when we um, got married, moved to California a week later. Um, and so I left my job as the instructor, clearly didn't get down to the Jaguars and had to send that email off, which still kind of stabs me in the heart a little bit. Um, but so moved to California um, and then through the next three or four months I was trying to find a job and could not find one for the life of me besides um, retail or something like that, which is fine if that's what you want to do, but that's not where I was at in my career. Um, and so I applied with, for a job with MCCS, so the Marine Corps uh, Community Services on Base with their you know, sports programming. I thought, surely I have a background in this, right, I've done everything for this. I and I didn't even get an interview for that job. Um, kind of started the bitterness in my mouth about military spouse employment and how things were going to be happening from there. Um, so fast forward three or four months, I still can't find a job that's um, comparable to what I was doing regarding skill, my passions, or even definitely salary-wise. Um, I ended up having to go on unemployment um, and. Prior to that, I'd always thought, and I have to admit, I had this negative stereotype, like, oh, if you're on unemployment, surely you could really find a job if you wanted to. And that wasn't the case. When you do that, you have to write down uh, all the jobs you apply for. You have to pay a certain number and keep a record of it. So, you know, I had sheets of these jobs that I had applied for. And so that really shifted my mind to thinking, um, you know, I... Uh, It just was like unemployment, that's not a bad thing. It's a helpful thing, this gap. But, um, you know, where do I go from here?
0: Right. Yeah, so you talked a little bit about, you know, the struggle of finding a job as a military spouse. And um, this was, I don't know how many years ago, when I first moved to California. Do you feel that that changed at all in terms of the military spouse Community, or you know, in general, in terms of uh, job opportunities and and companies that are looking to hire military spouses.
1: I do think so on on certain levels. So I've um, been married for about ten years now, so I've been in the game for quite a while. Um, I definitely think the mu- military spouse community has evolved tremendously. Um, There's so great groups and networks to get you out there to find employment, such as the Military Spouse Advocacy Network or the Military Spouse Creative Groups, just different Facebook groups and um, Blue Star Families, a lot of things that and organizations that have come to realize, okay, if, if the home life isn't going well, so such as the wife's not satisfied personally because of the lack of career options, um, things aren't going to go well for the service members. So I think people started realizing that and started getting more on board with it. So um, there's organizations and you know, there's been a couple of um, legislative things that have happened for spouses who have trades, which has been awesome. So they've allowed credit so that they don't have to pay each time they move to a different state.
0: Right. Um,
1: And just in general, people have been more supportive. Now on the entrepreneur side, um, I think there's still a ways to go for that. Um, to create your own thing and then implement it on base. Many uh, restrictions as to what can be allowed. So right. it's definitely evolved, but still has a long way to go.
0: Right. Yeah. And you, you talked about the restrictions in terms of what you can do as a military spouse entrepreneur and um, stuff like that. How- you combated that and built tiny troops sure so
1: um most of the time we partner with the parks department so whatever the city the um, base is in we contact the parks department and you know they're like yeah this is great we love to support the military we'd love to have extra programming at our park mm-hmm. uh, you know we work out different contracts or agreements with them to use space at their park so it's still within that five to ten minutes of base, um, so it's accessible for the service members and families, but then it's also able to open to civilians, and so um, they're able to come and kind of share share worlds in that sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good um, way to you know partner with people and bring the community together and understand that there are people that can help. I mean, us <laughs> civilians can help you guys too. Um, Do you have uh, your way Tiny Groups is structured? Are you focused on mostly working with military spouses in terms of your staff, or is it kind of a blend of civilian and people that are in the service or affiliated with the service?
1: So we're mainly military spouse. Um, One of the, again, going back to me starting and not being able to find a position, uh, you know, a job. So one of the things that we love about this, that I love about the organization, is that I'm able to provide employment opportunities for other spouses uh, mm-hmm. who, you know, may not otherwise have the opportunity. And is it the, you know, eighty thousand dollars career that you used to have? Not quite. But is it getting you out of the house and you're able to do something that you love and are passionate about, and you're making? income to contribute to your family, yes. So um, we're mainly comprised of military spouses. We have a few dependents, a couple active duty, um, but that, um, and we're open to civilians too, of course.
0: Yeah.
1: To fall into that that zone.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, you've been kind of at this for quite some time now, Um, obviously, (laughs) California, (laughs) then back on the East Coast. Um, Can you talk a little bit about when you realize like, you were a business owner versus like this is just a side job and this is what you're doing to help bring in. Yeah.
1: So once we, um, so the, I met a core group of girls in Okinawa and once we started PCSing and moving to different places, um, that's how we started our, our first location was in California when Michelle, uh, one of my good friends moved there and then we started in North Carolina. Where we had some people there. So um, once we hired outside of those people, I thought, okay, this is now it's a business. I need to start treating it as a business. Um, but it took a while to get to that realization that it was actually a business and I needed to start following in that manner. So uh, there's a book I love. It's called Traction. I, it's by Gene, someone I can't recall, but that was recommended to me by. One of my mentors. And so I read that book, went through it. I think my staff was so tired about hearing about that book at that point because I was going through all these processes, but I really laid the foundation to uh, get started as a business and to start.
0: Yeah. And so you're growing and constantly growing. How many locations do you currently have with your? So we
1: have about 35 locations, 35 locations wow. right now. Uh, near military bases across the country. So we are in 14 states currently. Um, we're expanding greatly in 2020. We're set to have about hopefully at least five new locations each month. Um, so, you know, we want to be widespread because part of our mission is, our mission is to serve military kids it, while teaching them the great game of soccer. So it's a real unique thing, a unique way to serve, but we're um, we look at it as our way to give back to them because there's so many things that change in their world and it's not their fault that the circumstances that they're under. So, you know, if they move from Campbell June to camp Pendleton or whatever it is, and they see a tiny troops coach on soccer Island, which is all soccer, they get really excited. It
0: it provides something constant
1: for them. Um, That's one of the perks of growing as well. And we're going to be hitting um, a lot of the overseas bases next year too.
0: Oh yeah. I think that, I remember Um, seeing an update about that or something that's exciting so do you get to travel
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so we're small business so the budget took quite a while for that at this point but I would love to yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so um uh I mean you don't get to travel overseas but um what are you doing right now to outside of utilizing you know, your current community and, um, you know, putting your business out there online? What are you doing um, right now to help grow your business? I mean, what what would be your advice that someone is, you know, working on their side job and they want to then expand and scale into in a business? What would you what advice would you give them?
1: sure so i would say utilize the resources that you have there's pretty much a tutorial or a person or an organization that can help you with any any of the questions you have so um i've utilized the small business development center a lot and i still Mm -hmm. actually have contact with that um, lady from there out of illinois so i still confer with her about different questions i have and she can throw different resources um networking uh within the military community you know it's like Three degrees of separation, or maybe two. So if yeah. you out there, like, hey, this is what I'm looking to do. Does anyone know anyone in this field? Lo and behold, someone's going to know somebody who can connect you and get you started yeah. in the field. So um, just you know, don't feel limited. I I know it's hard to not feel limited, but um, yeah. you, know, you just have to kind of weave and work around, um, work around some of those mm-hmm. relations and. And roadblocks to make something that you enjoy. Right.
0: Yeah. So, like, you're dealing right now with, um, you know, managing your home life with your business life. Um, my question, I think, what I what I'm curious about is, um, have you? Okay, so this traditional business, it's quote unquote for profit. Uh, whatever that means, you know, when <laughs> you're small business, yeah, right, range. But um, I know a lot of professional organizations in the sports world, and where you come from, partner with like nonprofits. Um, have you ever considered a, a nonprofit arm that could be could also benefit, you know, your program, but also give back to the military community? because you're involved in that? Or have you only been, okay, this is a for-profit model?
1: Well, so far it's been for-profit model, but we've actually just recently, within the last few months, started looking into that to see, you know, who can we partner with? There's a lot of um, military kiddos in our organization. We want to be a resource for other organizations. So we're, we've just started looking into that partnership, the partnership. so. know if there is a business out there or a person that feels like we would have a connection and synergy and really could support each other
0: and what each other's doing i'd love to make those connections yeah i think i think it's i mean it's it's giving tuesday today so it's like on my brain you know but i think it's it tends to be it who you know still you can say, okay, I'm going to put a Giving Tuesday campaign out there, this thing, but how many people have all these other causes, right? So how do you find out from that? So it's a little little difficult, I think, especially in the online world and if you're active. Um, so I, I also, you know, we've met that we bonded really about like women in sports. Um, have you thought about how you can bring about your experience as a business owner and, you know, kind of into the professional sports world, like with the 76ers or um, any of the soccer teams that you, that you like, how do you, how do you think that knowing about that professional world um, of sports can benefit as a small business owner? Well, I mean, it
1: set the model for how I things now so clearly a much smaller scale but i was able to see the inner workings of um you know how the 76ers worked i talked with a couple of people from the jaguars i worked with the san diego flash which is a soccer team that you're there and with the philadelphia kicks indoor soccer team professional Mm -hmm. team i've had a lot of experience see what works and just kind of scaled that down um Mm -hmm. and so I'm able to bring it in to Tiny Troops. Um, I would love to make those professional connections and maybe, you know, somehow partner Tiny Troops with one of those teams, which hopefully isn't too far off in the near future. Uh, but I think yeah. we've a lot of cool opportunities and
0: experiences for our kids as well. Yeah, so you so you you've worked in um, basketball, you played soccer. Um, if you had to pick a team to work with, who would it be, and why? Yeah,
1: so I would definitely pick the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I was able to meet Nancy Ursay a few years ago, and she, you know, the team's owners. Um, and my husband's an avid Colts fan, so I, don't, I could be allowed to work for anyone else, but um, with the Colts, and I would love to work in the community relations department. I mm-hmm. my heart for serving others and for helping out wherever I can, whenever I can. So. Um, that that's the dream job yeah.
0: Like, the yeah yeah i i think they are an organization that's one to model after i mean the owner's a little crazy but
1: <laughs> what i i didn't say that i didn't say
0: anything about that yeah. <laughs> no but they did <laughs> it was pretty cool and sad that he's not around but uh i heard he's a good good guy to be around um so what's next for you in 2020? I mean, I know you're expanding, but where, where are you going next in terms of uh, expansion?
1: Um, so we're starting in Japan. We have the, the ball rolling there. So in Yuska, um, continuing and doing some stuff in Okinawa. Um, we have some Korea on the list, Guam.
0: um Maine. so hopefully we'll be hitting those locations um in a few months. that's cool um and um, how does someone get involved with oops sorry this is the wrong banner um how does someone get involved with working with you at, like whatever assistant i mean um do they just contact you like do they have to have any previous skills as a coach yeah
1: so for our coaches um so we have a list and I'll have to shoot it over to you. We're currently looking to hire near about 20 bases. I think is on our list for February. Um, So we're looking to be interviewed and trained and hired in February. But uh, we have an application that that everyone can fill out. It's online. But yes, you do have to have prior playing experience. Uh, One of the things that we feel sets our program apart from others is that it's not just Amy's mom and her yoga pants out there volunteering or, you know, my husband who was all told to be out there and could care less about soccer teaching the kids at that point um so we pride yeah. ourselves that we are soccer players um that you know even though the kids aren't going you know we're not teaching teaching them to be david beckham at this point in time they're too young for that but um having that soccer background helps you understand what skills we are laying the foundation for so if you have to have soccer experience um we or if you have experience working with children, um, you must have a reliable schedule, of course. It can't be something where you work every third weekend
0: or anything Right. So, uh, I'm glad that there's flexibility in that and uh I hope that if someone interested in you know working with you on that, on your growth, because you are growing. I think, um, We are. I know you have to go get your kids soon, so we're gonna wrap this up soon. But one of the things we do at the end of every show is ask you a random question. You know, kind of shows your personality. So I'm going to put it up. And it is, if you're on an island by yourself, what's one album you bring to listen to? Oh man! (laughs) Wow. Well, lately,
1: you know. So I have three boys. So you. My car consists of kids, Bob, or something of that nature. Yeah, so I haven't really listened to uh, music too much of my own, but in, in the evenings, usually um, if I'm doing dishes or something, I like to throw on some Nora Jones, uh, Alexa to play that. So that kind of is my calm down, chill. Um, I think on an island, maybe if I had some sort of tropical drink too, I think some <laughs> band would be a good thing yeah yeah no.
0: it's a it's an interesting question and you get people's personality like oh i'd probably freak out i you know by myself so i'd have to get something to like pump me up but yeah, definitely.
1: well again i have three boys so if i was <laughs> i by myself i could just lay there i wouldn't even need yeah. anything. <laughs> the ocean and the, the silence would be
0: great right right yes a lot of people uh, would enjoy that i know i I think a couple couple years ago, I probably wouldn't be like wanting that. But now, to the island and leave me there for a long, long time. But as an entrepreneur, we all know too that you can't really do that anyway. So when you got things, would be crazy. Right. Exactly. So um, if people want to follow your page, they can connect with you on Facebook. That's where you can get all the information about. The tiny troops program Who follow you They can. Well, this is on linkedin your profile is linked right there they can get uh connect with you and also maybe so the link is, is in the description um is there any last final words you would like to say to everyone watching um i would just say
1: again to military spouses don't it's easy to be discouraged but don't be you know reach out to people connect use those groups you can still do what you love it may look a little different than what you thought it would look but yeah.
0: um, you just have to keep an open mind and
1: keep a positive attitude that can't work
0: out yeah well thank you again amy and uh, i'll see you soon yes yeah, thanks. Bye. this is the business af podcast where it's all business most of the time you can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag BusinessAF.